Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. It's only Rishi Sunak's second week as Prime Minister and he's not had the simplest of starts. He's made a big U-turn and will now attend COP27, which opens in Egypt on Sunday. Number 10 originally said Sunak was too busy to make the event that the UK hosted last year, as he was preparing for the autumn budget on the 17th of November. Well, the Prime Minister has clearly been shamed into going to COP27. And the fact that he had to be dragged kicking and screaming to go to this important summit shows he just doesn't get it in terms of the link between the climate crisis and the energy bills crisis we face. Meanwhile, the migrant crisis and Suella Braverman continue to make headlines, with many people questioning his judgment after making her Home Secretary despite the security breach which forced her to resign last month. Oh, and there's also this going on. Former Health Secretary Matt Hancock is off to Australia to take part in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Well, look, I think members of Parliament should focus on, you know, doing their job, serving their constituents. That's our first priority. And, uh, you know, I think I think we can draw a conclusion from the fact that the whip's been taken away, that perhaps, um, perhaps Mr Hancock hasn't made the right judgment in this case. Transport Secretary Mark Harper reacting to the news on LBC there. So, lots happening, and here to share his insight on all the political goings-on is Nicholas Cecil, the Evening Standard's political editor. So initially, the Prime Minister said he wouldn't be going to COP27 in Egypt. Uh, That's taking place in the Red Sea Resort of Sharm el-Sheikh. Now, this COP27 isn't as important as the previous one in Glasgow last year. So last year's meeting of world leaders was to set a series of targets to tackle global warming. And so most world leaders turn up for that. The COP27 in Egypt is basically to see what progress has been made and, and so on. So Mr. Sunak decided not to go. But actually, climate change is such an important issue now that other world leaders are going, including uh, the US President Joe Biden, the French President Emmanuel Macron. And what may have spurred, actually, the Prime Minister to go is one uh, MP called Boris Johnson decided to go as well. So the former Prime Minister, who played a very prominent role at COP26 in Glasgow, said he was going. And a a few days later, the new Prime Minister is, is also on his way. What has number 10 said is the reason behind the change of heart? I think that the reason is that government is all about priorities. And when Rishi Sunak became prime minister, 
the immediate crisis is an economic crisis. There's a huge black hole in the public finances. There's a worsening cost of living crisis. So he was very, very much focused on that. But actually, the bigger existential threat to Britain and other countries is climate change and global warming. And so I think kind of it slowly dawned on him that actually he needed to do both that. If you're a chancellor, you can just focus on the economics. But as a prime minister, you've got to focus on lots of major issues, lots of major crises at the same time. Now, the reason Downing Street are giving for the change of heart They're saying that if they've made sufficient progress on the autumn statement, which is effectively a budget, on November 17th, then he may go. Now they're saying that that progress has been made, so he's found time in his diary to fly to Egypt next week. Labour's Ed Miliband has been speaking and has suggested that the PM was actually just embarrassed over the lack of progress made with the climate change commitments. Is there any truth in that? Yes, I think while some progress was made at COP26, scientists say that as a whole, the world is woefully behind where it needs to be in terms of tackling climate change. The aim is to stop global warming rising above 1.5 degrees above pre-industrial times. They're saying that now it's very hard to see that not happening. So if you miss that goal, the scientists say there's going to be devastating impacts of global warming. It's, It's a massive, massive problem to solve because you need all countries to work together. They all have different agendas. They are at different stages of their development. And it's very hard to argue that poorer countries, less developed countries should not use coal power, for example, which drove the industrial revolution in Britain when Britain has benefited from it. And so there's even more onus on wealthy nations to do more on climate change. Well, one important thing which has happened is that Under the Environment Act 2021, the government was supposed to set a whole series of new environmental targets after Brexit, after Britain left the EU. The deadline for that was Monday, and the government failed to meet that deadline. So again, government is about priorities, and at the moment, the government is not showing signs that it's putting climate change and the environment top of its agenda. Some might think this U-turn undermines Rishi's leadership. How has this gone down with his party? Certainly the opposition parties are are seizing on this as a a U-turn, which it is a U-turn because he was vaguely saying just a a few days ago that he wasn't going. But prime ministers have to make changes sometimes and he's a new prime minister. I think MPs and political commentators will allow him time to bed in. Being Prime Minister is an extremely difficult job, but certainly after the, the, the U-turn chaos during the trust age, the, the, there's a special focus on, on stability and, and whether the government can actually show sensible grown-up government now. As you mentioned, Boris Johnson attending COP27 could have been a factor in Rishi's decision. How much of an influence is Boris on the Conservative Party still? Well, certainly on some issues, he still has a big influence, I think. Climate change and and the COP summit, I think he he definitely can make an impact. And uh, it would have looked very embarrassing for Rishi Sunak, for Boris Johnson to be in Egypt, meeting some world leaders, making some comments, possibly a speech, while he was back at home. So I suspect that was a factor in him going. The question now is that if Uh, Rishi Sunak and Boris Johnson are both flying to Egypt, should they get on the same plane or should they take separate paler planes? Um, Obviously, the the fewer planes flying, the the better it is for the climate. Rishi is still facing questions over his decision to reappoint Suella Braverman as Home Secretary too, isn't he? 
Yes, so certainly the swell of problem and controversy is not going to go away. Obviously, there is one controversy over her using her personal email to send government documents, even though that is very embarrassing and it forced her to resign under this trust's administration. I think that the bigger issue for Mrs. Sunak is, is she the right person to solve the immigration crisis? And at the moment, she's not showing any particular signs of being the best person to do that. So I think long term, he may well look back and think, actually, that was the wrong appointment. There's a view at Westminster that basically he made the appointment in order to win her backing uh, during the Tory leadership contest. And now he's having to pay a price for that decision. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear about Matt Hancock's controversial decision to enter the jungle. Whilst you're here, why not give the leader a rate and follow? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Nick, Matt Hancock will be heading into the jungle for this year's I'm a Celebrity. What has the reaction been like to this news? It's been a very negative reaction and um, it looks like Mr Hancock has made a, a significant uh, miscalculation. The, the anger is coming not just from opposition MPs but also from Tory MPs. His decision has been criticised by Downing Street. Uh, we had a cabinet minister on the radio this morning, the Trump Sports Secretary, Mark Harper, making it clear that, that the view is that going out to spend a couple of weeks possibly in the jungle is not compatible with your job as an MP. Also, if you look at back in his constituency of West Suffolk, there's a lot of anger there, including, interestingly, from members of the local Conservative Party there. So the assumption is that Mr Hancock has taken a decision that his uh, political career may be coming to an end and therefore he may be kind of exploring possible future uh, career options. Ed Bulls, the Labour MP, he's made a successful transition from politics to TV. So maybe Mr Hancock is trying to follow him. Matt Hancock's released a statement since. What has he said? Yeah, he's sort of defended his decision. He's arguing that actually... By going on a reality TV show, you can reach people in Britain who would never be interested in politics. And he's got a fair point there. And he could say he's going to use his platform to push his campaign on dyslexia. He's also said he'll make a donation to a local hospice from his fee, although he hasn't said that he'll give all his fee to the hospice. So while he's um, put up a defence, I think the the general view is, is he's made a wrong decision here. Other MPs have taken part in reality TV competitions before. 
What are the rules surrounding this? There, there aren't any set of fast rules, but certainly Nadine Doris back uh, in 2012, uh, a decade ago, she took part in uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And she lost the Tory whip as well. So that means you can't sit as a Conservative MP. So there was a, a clear precedent here. Mr Hancock must have made this decision with his eyes wide open, but decided it, it, it was worth doing in his opinion. Rishi Sunak has obviously had a busy start to his premiership. He was supposed to be this figure of stability, but it still seems like it's chaos amongst the Conservatives. Yes, things have calmed down a little bit. And if you look at the polls, um, they have the gap behind Labour slightly, but only slightly. So if you look at average of polls, they may have kind of clawed back five points in the polls. Uh, but Labour still seem, seems, as far as we can see, about 25 points ahead. So... If there was an election uh, tomorrow on these polls, Labour could well win a overall Commons majority. Certainly there's a, a leading pollster, so John Curtis, he's been briefing that certainly the Conservatives have a mountain to climb in order to restore trust in their competence and, and their ability to govern. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.